A national clinical trial is underway to determine the efficacy of a treatment for COVID-19 patients. It's called Contain COVID, and it's managed by the National Center for Advancing Translational Sciences, or NCATS, an arm of the National Institutes of Health. The Clinical and Translational Science Institute of Southeast Wisconsin is participating by enrolling patients through Freydert and the Medical College of Wisconsin. Today, we're learning about the Contain COVID clinical trial and the role NCATS has in supporting this and other crucial medical research. For this, we go straight to the top. Dr. Chris Austin is the director of NCATS at the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland. We begin by having Dr. Austin share what the role of NCATS is. NCATS is the newest component of NIH, and we were started for a problem that I think all of us know about intuitively, which is that our ability to understand ourselves in health and disease has been absolutely transformed by the miracles of fundamental science funded by the NIH. But if we're realistic with ourselves, has our ability to care for disease and prevent disease been transformed in a similar way? The answer has to be no. Enter NCATS. NCATS is the family practitioner, if you will, of medical research. We look after the whole patient and all the diseases that affect the human family. A key component in helping NCATS carry out this mission is the Clinical and Translational Science Award, or CTSA, program. The CTSA program is an absolutely unique national resource. The mission of the CTSA program is really the mission on the clinical side of NCATS at large. And you have a very dynamic CTSA center there at MCW. He's referring to the entity that brings you this show, the CTSI, funded by a grant from NCATS through its CTSA program. Now, you all are focused on Southeast Wisconsin, but even the name of your CTSI is really evocative of this mission. It's not the Clinical Translational Science Institute of Milwaukee, it's of Southeast Wisconsin. And so what that tells you is that NCATS is devoted to this idea that health happens in communities, and so we need to translate to communities or else we have not done our job right. Biomedical research hasn't always done that, but we always try to remember that we report to the people who need us in the communities, and that's a very special part of our mission. But while the mission of NCATS and its CTSA entities remains the same, there's been need to pivot during the COVID-19 pandemic. The CTSA institutions, including yours, were right at the epicenter of COVID-19 and have been all the way through. As the research engine of the medical centers, we can't afford the kind of timelines and the lack of efficiency that sometimes takes place in the system. So how do we use the urgent need of the COVID pandemic to make the system work better? And that is not only important for COVID, but if we can make that happen, that will be a silver lining in this terrible pandemic. In fact, the CTSI of Southeast Wisconsin is participating in one of the COVID clinical trials involving convalescent plasma. Dr. Gilbert White is Executive Vice President for Research at Versity Blood Research Institute. Plasma is the liquid part of blood. 
So you have cells and you have liquid that carry the cells, and plasma is proteins and salts, and one of the proteins that's present in blood are antibodies that we make to various things. When you obtain plasma from an individual, you obtain those antibodies as well as other proteins and materials. Convalescent plasma is plasma from an individual who has recovered from an illness. In this case, it's an individual who's recovered from COVID-19. And he shares how and why convalescent plasma is being used. There's a lot of evidence that antibodies transferred from an individual who's recovered from an illness can affect the course of another person who has that illness. These antibodies can be effective in recipients, so it makes sense to try this because of previous experience with convalescent plasma and other viral illnesses. It was on the fast track by the FDA, and to be sure that it's having some effect is going to take further observation. You can learn more about convalescent plasma by listening to episode number 74 of our show. Back at NCATS, Dr. Austin tells us convalescent plasma is indeed undergoing further testing. There were two trials that started way back in April through the CTSAs, but they were relatively small trials. And we reached the point where there was evidence that convalescent plasma was safe and maybe effective, but maybe not. So we got to have big, robust clinical trials to tell us, does convalescent plasma work in helping people with COVID-19 get better? And if so, who are they? Is it early in their disease, late in their disease, mild COVID, severe COVID? That's what you have to know in order to treat people. And you need a very large clinical trial design that will allow us to answer these kinds of questions. So the CTSAs were called on to do that. And that's when MCW got involved. He tells us where the Contain COVID clinical trial started and how participation has spread. We're recruiting 1,000 people for Contain. This was launched in New York City in April at NYU and Einstein. We've now reached out to 11 other CTSA sites, including MCW, Montefiore, Yale, the University of Texas at Houston, Miami, Johns Hopkins, University of Iowa, University of Michigan, Oregon, Chicago. So you can see it's all over the country. So that no matter where the virus went, we would be there and we'd be ready. When invited to participate, the CTSI and MCW did not hesitate. It was in mid-October. And I'm sure you remember what was going on in Wisconsin in mid-October. The numbers continued to skyrocket in Wisconsin. So I called and I said, would you please consider joining this trial in typical MCW fashion? Absolutely. We're going to get on this tomorrow. And did. Given how long it takes to get a clinical trial started at any site, MCW has been wonderful. So it's a very large trial, and that's the trial that MCW is involved in. With so many COVID cases across our country, getting patients enrolled in the trial is going well. The number's a little north of 700 of the 1,000. Among them, many members of underrepresented minority populations, which is critically important. Health disparities have been a problem in this country for as long as this country has been a country. And if you look at who has been affected by COVID, those numbers are much higher in both cases and deaths in minority populations. And so it was really critical that these clinical trials represent the community of patients who were getting sick with the disorder. And I must tell you that MCW is ideally suited for this. You're a very diverse community. And 
when I look at the demographics of the contained trials so far, it's right on target. Dr. Austin has high hopes for the impact contained COVID could have because, as he sees it, especially at a time like this, having the CTSI in our community is a good thing, a really good thing. Your listeners need to know what a jewel CTSI is, and they may not know that it's in their midst. This would never have happened without the CTSI and without the dynamic leadership at Medical College of Wisconsin. I could say this because I've been there. Not only is innovative work going on in that region, which would otherwise not happen, but through the vehicle of the CTSI, you are connected with the best people in the country and the world doing cutting-edge medical research to prevent and treat disease. And I'm fortunate as an NCAS director to have you as a partner. So now, let's learn more specifically about the CTSI's participation in the contained COVID clinical trial in our community. For this, we reached out to Dr. Rahul Nanshal, Professor, Department of Medicine, Division of Pulmonary Medicine, and Co-Principal Investigator of the Contained COVID Convalescent Plasma Trial at Freydert and the Medical College of Wisconsin. Dr. Nanshal tells us exactly how and where this clinical trial is happening in our community. The contained COVID clinical trial is testing convalescent plasma that is obtained from people who have recovered from COVID-19, coronavirus 2 infection, in patients who are hospitalized with COVID. And a unique aspect of this trial is that, you know, this is actually a collaborative between the Medical College of Wisconsin and Aurora St. Luke's, the Medical College of Wisconsin being the primary hub for the study. When a COVID-19 patient opts in, their participation gets underway with a transfusion. Dr. Nanshal explains contained COVID is a randomized, controlled clinical trial. Which means that patients are either selected to receive treatment, which in this trial is convalescent plasma, or they're going to receive placebo, which in the study is sterile saline. Patients either get one to two units of plasma, and that is weight-based. Each unit of plasma is 250 cc, so the maximum they'll be getting is about 500 cc of plasma. And similarly, in the placebo arm, they're going to get between 250 cc to 500 cc of sterile saline. When a trial patient receives either plasma or saline... The infusion takes place in about an hour. Obviously, we are monitoring the patient for any adverse allergic reactions to the plasma. A few of them may develop some transfusion reactions. Fortunately, most of them are very mild and infusions don't usually need to be stopped. You can just slow the rate and continue monitoring the patient while infusing the plasma. Then, for the next 14 days, patients have follow-up visits from research team members. What happens during these follow-ups? Days 1 to 14, there are routine things like vital signs, physical exams, things of that nature. And there are other things that are done on specific days. For example, there are things done on days 1, 3, 7, and 14, or 1, 7, and 14. Things like assessment of labs, serological testing, including antibodies to the virus. There are some serial nasopharyngeal swabs for the virus that are going to be obtained. And they'll be monitored closely to see whether or not their condition improves. They're going to get visits from the research team every day and we are going to document how the patient is doing and what is going on with them clinically and whether they're getting better based on the 11-point WHO ordinal scale, zero being no infection and 10 being death. We are going to evaluate all of those things daily or on specified days for the first 14 days as part of data collection for the trial. What if, during those first 14 days, a patient is released from the hospital? 
do they remain in the trial as an outpatient? Yes, great question. So if they are discharged within 14 days, so say they get discharged on day 10, we collect two things. Disposition, which is, you know, home or other and other, maybe, you know, like a nursing home or things of that nature. And then we assess the clinical status based on the WHO ordinal scale. But they do remain in the trial. So we do follow-ups with a phone call or in-person follow-ups. Following the first 14 days, at what intervals do patients then have additional follow-ups as part of the trial? We follow them at day 28, day 60, and day 90 with the same things. So patients participate in the contained COVID clinical trial for a total of three months. Once all of the data from the contained COVID clinical trial is complete, it's hoped that it can be definitely determined whether administration of convalescent plasma, whether passive transfer of these antibodies to patients who have COVID-19 is efficacious in preventing progression of the disease and or leading to good outcomes. But either way, this is still vital, important clinical research, especially considering the impact it might have on future research. We are going to bank glottoplasma from these patients for future studies, which may inform future therapeutic development of vaccines or other interventions. So we'll get insight into a lot of the pathophysiology of the disease and a lot of what happens during the course of this disease from blood that is banked from these patients and studying that. Which is why Dr. Nanshal says it's vital for patients to agree to have their samples banked. It's incredibly important, although the patients can opt out of it, but just to gain more insight to knowledge and to contribute to science, it is incredibly important that people bank their blood samples. Critical for patients to participate in contained COVID in the first place. Millions of patients have been affected, and it is likely that this will be going on for a little bit of time. But this is one of the very few therapies that we have that can actually make a difference. And getting an answer to whether this works or not is so incredibly important for the therapy of other patients. By participating in the trial, we are likely helping in the future development of therapeutics. And essential for the CTSI to conduct this research in our community. The CTSI is all about translational research and science, and participating in such trials is the hallmark of advancing science and research. Finally, you may be thinking... We have vaccines for COVID-19 now, so is convalescent plasma still needed as a treatment? Dr. Nanshal assures us it is. Many people may not take the vaccine and may get sick from the virus, and the virus is mutating anyway, so we don't know what the future holds in the efficacy of the vaccine once we have mutating strains. And so just because the vaccine is developed, it is unlikely that we have seen the last of COVID-19, and it is important to have an armamentarium of therapies so that we can best treat patients. And Dr. Austin from NCATS agrees. The vaccines are quite limited in their distribution so far, and it will be at least six months, if not longer, before everyone who wants the vaccine can get it. So there will be people who will get COVID in spite of the vaccine being around, no matter how effective it is. If we can demonstrate that convalescent plasma works for this disease, it's almost certain that those insights will be applicable in pandemics from other viruses that will happen. This is the history of human existence. So this trial is important not only for the current pandemic, but for future pandemics as well.